Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I am a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of Positive Autistic. I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift talk show, blogtalkradio.com. that ever has been, is, or ever will be in the history of space, time, thought, what else, I don't know, energy, whatever you got, I don't know, whatever it is that you got, we're the best, okay, so just just hang it up, if you think something is the best, it's not, this is, this is right now, this show, I want to say how much I appreciate all our loyal fans that have been just downloading those episodes and viewing our, or rather listening to our shows and episodes in this um, new uh, season that we have. We had a tremendous, tremendous showing last episode. So I want to thank all of you so much for your loyalty. But before I go any further, I want to announce something that's going to happen next week as a total and utter reward for all of your loyalty. We are going to just, take this show to the next level. Some of you might know what I'm talking about, but in just a second, all of you are going to know about it. Next Wednesday evening, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, other times and other time zones. Right here, I will be interviewing the CEO of BattleBots, Mr. Trey Rotsky. That's right, Rotsky. Trey here on the Graveyard Shift. I mean it doesn't even get any better than that. We will be talking all things BattleBots because, as you know, a new season is coming this year. 
and there's just a whole bunch of robot fighting action happening, right? I mean, it's just going to be amazing. And before I go any further, how would you like to hear the teaser for this season? Let's give it a listen. It started with a small group of builders and diehard fans. Now, it fills arenas around the world. In its 20th year, BattleBot is the undeniable, irrefutable, undisputed king of robot combat. It's been 20 years. I'm coming back for the nuts. Some of the most brilliant minds on Earth. They're robots more powerful than ever before. With weapons that dish out destruction like you've never seen. I mean, talk about intense and exciting, right? I don't know about you, but I can't wait for the new season. Listen, guys, I don't want to spoil anything. If you haven't seen the last season, I'm not going to tell you who won. I'm not going to tell you who fought. You just need to go and look at it yourself. Go to discoverychannel.com. Go on their app, the Discovery Channel Go app. You can look at the episodes. You can you know, get, get with your cable provider. Make sure that they uh, carry it. And then you can watch for yourself. This unbelievable show. It is unique. There is nothing else like it. Nothing. I challenge you to show me something that is as exciting as watching two flipping huge robots go up against each other. I mean, come on. As kids of the 80s, we were dreaming about this. We were like, huh, I wonder what would happen if my G.I. Joe remote control tank would go up against my Cobra remote control helicopter. Hmm, I wonder what... Well, now we don't have to dream. Now we don't have to wonder. Because, well, I mean, not, I'm not saying G.I. Joe and Cobra are actually going to be in the battle bots, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about the actual robots fighting each other. I mean, it's flipping awesome. It, where else can you see actual metallic violence? And it's okay. It's, it's alright to watch it. I mean, you know, until the robots take over. Then, then you know, we'll, we'll have to compromise. We'll be, we'll be like, man... Man, I can't believe we did that. Why did we why did we fight robots against each other? Man, that's messed up. But of course it isn't messed up because it's awesome and that's never going to happen because we we watched all those Terminator movies, right? So we're never going to let the robots win. This is not going to happen. So let's just promise that right now. If anybody decides to come up with Skynet, that that person just needs to go like go away to like prison or something. Can we just promise that? Thank you. All right. So if you want to see BattleBots, it's going to return on Friday, May 15th on the Discovery Channel. So check your local listings for the times. And by the way, how would you like to see it live and in person? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me ask that one more time. How would you, the person listening, want to see the BattleBots fight live? Because you can. All you have to do is go to BattleBots.com slash tickets and they are having tickets for the live events right there all you have to do is get the tickets and you better hurry up those tickets go super fast go to battlebots.com slash tickets and get your audience spectator tickets right now and the fights will be taking place april 3rd through the 15th in long beach california so make sure you act very quickly and again you can look watch battlebots on the go in your mobile device Available in most device app stores via the Discovery Channel Go app. So, my gosh. I mean, how much better can you get like that? And once again, be sure to be here next Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. We will be having the BattleBot CEO himself, Trey Roski, is going to be interviewed by yours truly, the Eminator. 
and we'll be talking about the BattleBots. So, oh, my God, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait. But that's not going to be tonight, right? Tonight we're going to talk about all the digitainment that has to be offered in all the different, you know, streaming resources. And we're not just going to go with TV. We're not just going to go with film, guys. We're going to go with anime. We're going to go with gaming, um, maybe even some books. I think I've got a, a news about a book here, a book uh, line. So, well, might as well just go ahead and start, right? I mean, why, why, why can't I just start? I'll just start right now. I mean, come on, let's, let's do this. All right, so here we go. Okay, so anime, Super Dragon Ball Heroes is back with a brand new season. And it looks like they're bringing a divine newbie in tow. So for those of you that may not know, there, there is sort of a new kind of sort of Dragon Ball series, but you have to have the arcade game or the game. I'm not sure if it's an arcade game or not, but it's a game. It's like a promotional series, and it's only available online on a Japanese website. But for those of you that are listening and watching it and are lucky enough to see it, it's really cool. The show's second season was announced, but they really didn't know what was what was happening. Well, now they know, and the Dark Demon Realm arc is here. And the story brought a new creature to the screen for the first time, Toki. And if you know what I'm talking about, awesome. If you don't, go online and check it out. It's really awesome. In other anime news, uh, this one's a little bit kind of sad, but if you are a One Piece fan, I hate to break the news to you, but they are going on a two-week hiatus. Now listen, yes, this might be a sad thing, but it's actually a good thing. One Piece is taking a break because there's some conflicting TV scheduling happening in Japan. See, they will be hosting a tel- Japan, not One Piece, will be hosting a televised sports competition for the next two weeks during One Piece's usual time slot. So, rather than adjust the showtime, Toei Animation and TV Tokyo will be pushing the anime back a couple of weeks. Okay? So, but hey, listen. If uh, you want to check out any old One Piece episodes, all you have to do is go to Crunchyroll.com and check it out. They have all the episodes of One Piece for you right there. So all you have to do is become a member. Uh, I'm a member, and I love Crunchyroll. They have some of the best episodes of most anime series that you can look at. I mean, it's awesome. And they, they are also connected to VRV which has dubbed anime as well, and they have simulcast. I mean, that's something that we wanted very badly in the, um, in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, I remember back in the day when if you wanted, um, <laughs> if you wanted anime to be like, you know, up and current, you had to actually go to a convention, and then you had to buy like these VHS tapes. You guys remember those, those fan dubs or fan subs rather? that they used to have, and they had them in these clamshell VHS cases. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that don't remember what I'm talking about. And in fact, I I might still have some. And they had these really god-awful quality um, uh, video episodes of, like, I always got Dragon Ball Z, and uh, I don't know if I got anything else. I think I got, oh, Kenshin when that came out, and I think Gundam Wing. But see, then they started coming out with DVDs. Okay, because that's how that car started happening. When when the video companies, the DVD companies, started realizing, hey, people are going to these conventions and they're 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 shelling out a lot of dough for these fan subs. Um, maybe we should do this legally. And then that's when they realized oh, we can make money from people paying to see anime. And here you go. Now we're here, and and it's like now we have anime on demand, and it's like within a, a, a week even closer than when they are airing it in Japan. It's like simulcast. It's amazing. I love it. So definitely check that out. Are there any Dragon Prince fans in the house? Because guess what? Wonderstorm and Scholastic are teaming up to release three new books set in the world of the Dragon Prince. The first book is called Callum's Spellbook, and that releases on March 3rd. The second book is the Dragon Prince Book 1, Moon the first installment of a series of the Dragon Prince novels. It releases on June 2nd. The third book is a graphic novel. That's right. 
Through the Moon, the Dragon Prince graphic novel number one will be released on September 15th. And uh, all three books are basically now available. It's a pre-order on Amazon. So if you go right now to Amazon.com, you look up Dragon Prince and look up these new books and they'll, they should be there to pre-order. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, a, I'm actually a really big Dragon Prince fan. I haven't finished the series quite yet, but so far what I have seen, I am loving it. And you know, I'm sorry, just to, to go back a little bit um, on One Piece, I am still in the Wano uh, Cooney arc. And I am just, I'm at the, I'm at the episode where um, Luffy uh, is thrown in the mine and he's being humiliated. And it's like, I, I am just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen now? You know, it, it's awesome. I just can't wait. So I, I'm actually going to go into the reviews after this, a little more detail. Transformers The War for Cybertron has revealed their main cast. No, I'm not going to go through the entire list because it's quite a long list, but I'll go through a few of them. So the cast for this upcoming six-episode series, which drops later this year, includes these voice actors, and it will be bringing the Autobots and Decepticons to life. And we're going to witness the original war that started the whole thing. So some of these these names are Jake Boshi, as I hope I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Jake Boshi as Optimus Prime, Jason Marnocha as Megatron, Lindsay Rousseau as Alita Dash One, Joe Seha as Bumblebee, Frank Todaro as Starscream, and Raphael Goldstein as Ratchet. And there's a lot more. I mean, that's just that's just a few. Um, and, oh, by the way, I know uh, Todd Habercorn is going to be Shockwave and Red Alert. He's actually a well-known uh, voiceover actor. You you can see him, or rather hear him, doing a lot of um, reviews and, and uh, top ten, etc. lists on watchmojo.com, actually. Now over to gaming. Gaming, PS4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn is heading to PC. One of the most popular PS4 exclusives is actually heading to the main Master Race PC, and it looks like it might be happening alongside Death Stranding this year. Now, this is interesting because this leak comes um, two days ahead of the game's three-year anniversary. Now, let's, let's just – let me piggyback on this. Sony Interactive Entertainment has not commented on past leaks and rumors. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll say something about this. We're, we're going to have to see what happens if they are going to say something about this leak because it's pretty massive. I mean, it's, it's kind of all over the, the gaming news sphere. I've been seeing this leak in many different places, so we'll have to see what happens. How about Diablo 4? Are there any Diablo 4 players out there? Well, guess what? Blizzard has been getting a lot of feedback about the game's inventory, and in response, it will not be bringing back different sized items. Meanwhile, the brightness and saturation of the icon backgrounds has also been toned down. And they've also, you know, kind of uh, improved with secondary visual cues for indicating, you know, rarity. Um, and, you know, they're going to have like a border decoration to indicate this. Now, there's going to be a lot of new information um, about controller support coming up. So be on the lookout for that. Now, according to Blizzard, this is the first time a Diablo game is being made for both PC and consoles at the same time. Further, Blizzard wants PC players to be able to choose between mouse and keyboard and controller. So this is interesting because it means I think that the game is going to have a very unified uh, user interface and hopefully that won't, you know, just mess everything up. So I'm really looking forward to, to what they're, um, what they're going to do with this. So I, I mean, I, I mean, that's amazing. That's a lot of news to swallow. So how about um, we take a small break when we come back, I will get to the reviews and then we'll do, non-entertainment news after my review so i'll be right back guys hang in there put your warm feet on hold graveyard shift fan our illustrious host emmy why the hell does he always say that word illustrious we'll be right back after this break with more shifty yeah like shitty awesomeness i can't believe this guy who the hell does he think he is um oh okay um yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll be right back. 
Mike, do you think we might shut that thing off? No, are you crazy? He won't answer till the station breaks. Mike, the country wants to hear from you. The world is waiting, Mike. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. Boy, what a great show. Broadcasting live from a war-torn battlefield. From atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth. Driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator. Because he's just that damn cool. Here's your... Weppa! <laughs> Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. There. Oh, see, I say he says it. Listen, guys, if you want to call in and um, chat or ask any questions about next week's interview, I, um, the field line is area code 516-595-8313. Area code 516 516- Five nine five eight three one three. I know there's some of you in chat right now. Um, you've asked me about calling in. Well, that's the number. So if you guys are brave enough, I know some of you sometimes are not. But if you are, this is the time to do it, okay? And by the way, um, if you don't know already, all episodes are always archived after the fact. You can download us or listen to us on iTunes. We are this close. You can't see it, but my fingers are so close together. To getting on iHeartRadio. So if you want to hear us on iHeartRadio, because I know I do, just hang in there, guys, because we're so close. Who knows? Maybe after next week, we'll be on. We'll never know. Um, all right. So here is a few reviews. And then after that, I will talk about non-entertainment related news. And I'll dish on that, too, because as many of you know, and some of you may not know, the Graveyard Shift actually got its start as a paranormal-type show, where I would be talking about, you know, ghosts and, you know, ghost hunting and all that stuff. And, but I would do it in a lighthearted way, and that's something that a lot of fans loved. In fact, we got so much love that 
we're, we still have fans over in Sweden, and I love my fans in Sweden. I know I say that a lot, but so what? It's because you guys are awesome. And I swear, one of these days, I'm going to learn how to speak your language. I, I haven't done it yet. You would think I would after all this time, but I will. One day I will. I just I haven't done it yet because I'm lazy. Let's just face it. All right, so I, as far as what I watch, I am a slightly – somewhat creature of habit so of course you guys know i love sci-fi i love anime all that stuff so you know i have my anime shows that i watch so i watch one piece um and i love one piece i've been watching it ever since it came out um i'm right now in the wano kuni arc as i mentioned before and i'm really excited about the way that's going i i apologize if i ruined a little bit of it earlier but i won't go any further because i feel like what i said wasn't really ruining a lot because i think many of you already know what's going on those of you that are watching it are kind of in on the on the current storyline um so i'm watching that i'm watching my hero academia uh i i mean that's just the story with with uh you know with midoriya and 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 with you know with all of his uh st- student and classmates there and all um lamillion and all those guys eraser uh i mean it's just amazing i i really feel like the shonen um archetype for a show has really evolved uh, in a massive way. I mean, we saw a big, you know, since, since it got from Dragon Ball Z, you know, that brought its own flair, its own uniqueness. Okay. Yes. It had a lot of the same tropes that we saw in the past, you know, the OP super, you know, the hero and the OP villains and all, and you know, the, the freaks of the week as you will, but the thing that kept it alive, that kept it going for so many years is that we just connected with Goku. Goku is the type of hero that you don't expect. He is not your smartest guy. He's actually extremely naive. And let's face it, not the greatest dad, actually. And if those of you are yelling at me right now, um, I just have one little piece of um, info for you. Um, Cell Saga. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. If you, if you really want to debate me on Goku being the model father, then I just, you know, Cell Saga. That's all I'm going to say. And if you don't, you know, I, really, you should know what I'm talking about. Come on. Do I even need to say that? So anyway, moving on. Then, of course, we had, fast forwarding many through many series, Naruto. Naruto just broke so many barriers, really got personal. You actually saw Naruto growing from a kid, growing in a very violent, war-torn, um, you know, faction, you know, feudal kingdom-based ninja environment. And, you know, I, for one, absolutely fell in love with Naruto. It's one show that my wife and I actually watched together. And, you know, I know there's a lot of Sasuke fans out there. I cannot stand Sasuke. I mean, he was like the most emoist character. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, Sasuke! It's like, ugh. it's like he. he to, for me, Sasuke was in the same category as Anakin. Like, oh my god! Like, every word out of Sasuke's mouth, I expected him to say, "I don't like sand." You know, that's what I expected him to say. But anyway, Naruto brought this kind of new feeling, this new um, atmosphere with Shonen. And um, I, I, I really thought that it was different. I thought that, yes, you still had the fights. You still had, you know, the long training arcs and whatever. That was still there. The staring contests were there, but they weren't as drawn out as with Dragon Ball Z. And the one thing I love about My Hero Academia is there's not as much staring contests. I mean, yes, you do have them, but there's not anywhere near as just grueling because let me, let me just explain something to some of you who may not know this, which, again, I really doubt there's few that don't know this. Anime series are made very close to when the manga is being published. So a lot of times you will have these, you know, times where the episodes are catching up to the manga and the animators are like, okay, what's happening next? And the, you know, the manga artists are like, uh, we haven't decided yet. And we're like, well, what do you want us to do? And Bank Artist is like, um, I don't know. Can you stretch it out somehow? We're like, well, how are we going to stretch it out? I don't know. Can you have them stare at each other for a long time? Like have a whole episode where they're staring at each other and talking about how they were 
alone as kids and like how their ice cream dropped on their knee and that made them really super sad and mad and wanting to destroy the world. I don't know. So, you know, there's stuff like that, you know? And, and so they had to think of very uh, creative ways to lengthen each episode and don't even get me started on the Majin Buu arc. Oh my God. I can't, yeah. I'm going to go there. But anyway, Naruto, Naruto really uh, brought a very um, fresh, take on the shonen arc and then now we have my hero academia and yes i realize that i am just glossing over so many other series okay i realize that i mean a neon genesis evangelion is kind of like a marriage of shonen and mech and you know and gundam wing is of course mech i mean there's a, there's a billion i know i realize that i'm just kind of going over the the heavy hitters and yes i realize those are heavy hitters too but just go with me here, okay? The point is, we are evolving. We are seeing anime really grown up is what it is. I mean, if you watch new anime series right now, they you, you can't put them in the same shelf with anime of the past. I mean, you just can't. Like, for example, uh, my, uh, my Life Reincarnated as a Slime. This is an actual anime series title, by the way, for those of you that are not familiar. Can you put that in any other category with something from, say, the 80s or the 90s? No, you can't. Not really. I mean, they, they didn't have an other world uh, uh, genres back then, at least. Not, not that I'm aware. I don't think they did. You know, you really can't put it in that category. It's not really even just about the genre. It's about how they handle it. So they take it and they just do something very different with it you really get to know the main character who is Rimuru who's a slime and yes a slime like the Dungeons and Dragons character the slime I mean if you haven't watched that show yet by the way I highly recommend it it's hilarious it's 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 fantastic the animation is beautiful it's really great and then you have one of the funniest anime series of all time Konosuba which is God you know roughly translated in English, God's blessing on this wonderful world. And I don't even know how to describe this. It's basically, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but in anime form and a video game. I, I really just, it's basically about this guy who is uh, an, a neat, N-E-E-T, which is kind of describes a person who stays home all the time and plays video games all the time. That's, that's what they call them. Uh, in in Japan, it's kind of like a derogatory term, sort of. And he gets killed because he tries to save this kid from what he thought was a truck that was going to run the kid over. Except it wasn't a truck; it was a very slow-moving tractor. And he didn't get killed by the tractor. He actually got killed by the shock of the tractor being going to run, what was about to run him over. Then when he, excuse me, when he appears in the Afterlife, he meets this seemingly beautiful goddess, Aqua, and excuse me, she gives him an, uh, a few options. She tells him, look, you know, you can either reincarnate as a baby or I can take you to a brand new world as you are now and you can be, you know, basically the hero of that world. And of course, him being a video game nerd, he decides, I want to be the hero. I want to save the kingdom and get you know, the hot chicks and, you know, whatever. Except he decides to take her with him as his one wish. And she is totally nonplussed about this. Like, she did not realize this was going to happen. So <laughs> he takes her with her, him, and it's just, oh, my gosh, all chaos, hilarities, hijinks ensue. They they meet all these other characters. All, Listen, I can go on and on. All I'm saying is, if you haven't seen it yet, see it. It's called Kono Suba, K-O-N-O-S-U-B-A. It's hilarious. I flipping love it. And by the way, as far as sub and dub debate is concerned, I actually like both in this particular sense. But if I were to say which one I prefer, I would say the sub. And with One Piece, please do not, don't, just don't. Four kids, I, you, you. Four Kids is Evil, just subtitle. In fact, I don't even think they have 
a dub of One Piece anymore that I'm aware of. And if they do, I'm, I don't even know about it. Um, and then with My Life Reincarnated as a Slime, I actually have not heard the dub of this uh, yet, although I have heard good things about it. Um, and listen, Netflix has a ton of anime. So if you want to watch something new, just go on Netflix. and I mean, they have a ton of them there. All right, so moving on. That's enough anime talk, right? Let's go on to TV. Star Trek Picard. Are any of my next generation buddies in the audience? Because let me tell you, I love Star Trek. If I were to, com- if I were to say which one I like better, Star Trek or Star Wars, that would be difficult. I want to say Star Trek, but not by that much. Only because I grew up watching both. Um, but... You know, I just love Star Trek. That's all there is to it. Now, those of you, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say that this is something that I'm sure many of you have already heard. I really liked the new series of Picard. I feel that they took, t- have taken us somewhere that we haven't been before story-wise, and it's also atmospherics are, are not the same So let me delve into that a little bit. With this new series, we watch uh, Jean-Luc Picard retired, okay? And we already knew, or at least I already knew, that this was not going to just stay that way. I I had a feeling that he wasn't going to stay put. Um, I don't want to say what happened, but, you know, adventures happen, and... Of course, there is going to be cameos. You know, we've already, you know, there's a, a ton of cameos. Like in the first episode, even if you just see the trailer, you know, data cameos. And it's an awesome, awesome, very nostalgic, very, you know, tear inducing cameo. I love it. In the newest episode, spoiler alert, we have Seven of Nine. Well, actually, she, she, she was introduced in the last the episode before this but in this episode which was called stardust city rag it actually got pretty gory in fact it got it opened with a gory scene as one of the ex borg who by the way was on voyager same actor and everything you know older obviously was dismantled while he was still alive and you know listen yes they show blood on star trek in fact if many of you remember on ds9 that show was actually rather violent for a Star Trek show. I mean, we actually saw, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder for the first time on a, on a sci-fi show, which I thought was very courageous and very brave. And, you know, I, I really applaud the entire cast and crew of Star Trek DS9 for doing something that really was, had honestly and truly never been done before, at least not to that extent. And, I feel that we wouldn't have Picard if it hadn't been for DS9 and Voyager also. But anyway, so it was, you know, the violence in this episode of Picard was very atypical and it caused concern in the Star Trek fan verse. I mean, some even voiced their concerns on the, um, the Instagram account of Michael Chabon, who is uh, Picard's season one showrunner. And Chabon did, however, take the time to respond to those concerns. So we do have a sort of kind of official response. Now, he said that the violence in the episode is not something he chose to include without a lot of thought. Quoting him, I am not unambivalent about the violence myself. The choice was not made lightly, though it was made collaboratively. And therefore, with a good deal of conversation and debate among the creators, And so I assure you that it is not there simply, quote, because we can or because we are trying, as you somewhat uncharitably put it. To be in, my partners would all have their own reasons for its presence in the story, as some of us had our own reasons for shying away from it. For me, it came down to this. There has always been violence and even torture in Star Trek. Sometimes that violence has been implicit, sometimes explicit, according to the dictates of censorship the nature of the situation being depicted, the aesthetic of individual creators or technical and or budgetary limitations. And the reason that there's always been violence in Trek is that Trek is art and there has always been violence. 
implicit and explicit and art. Okay. Well, he goes on. It's a long quote. You can actually read it um, on, on his Instagram. Again, his name is Michael Shabon, C-H-A-B-O-N. Now, here's the thing. He is correct in a sense. Yes, there's always been violence in art. But that doesn't mean that the choice has to be there. For me, I don't watch Star Trek for the violence. I don't watch it for the gore aspect. That's not why I watch it. In fact, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really did not like that. I felt it was a little too much. It was unnecessary. They didn't have to go that far. I mean, I like that they showed the realism. Okay, this is what really happens. That, you know, this, hey, you know, life sucks. But the whole point of why we watch Star Trek is to separate from reality. If I want to watch something that's close to reality or, well, you know, so to speak, I would watch The Walking Dead. I mean, that's as gory as you could get, you know. And yes, I know it's not reality. Well, I don't know what this new virus that's out there. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Lord. But anyway, I don't know. I, just, I hope that the show doesn't become a, oh, let's see what we can get away with this time as far as gore is concerned. I do realize saying that, that in the past, that's been their MO as far as what can I get away with ethically, morally, as far as story ideas are concerned. But you know what? Even that being said, I really liked that episode. I felt it showed a side of Seven of Nine that we hadn't seen before. And um, we got to see what her story turned into, what happened to her in the future. You know, so now we know. And, hey, the way that episode ended. I mean, come on. How awesome was that? So that was Picard. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode. I hope. It's going to be just as awesome as this one. I was a tiny bit worried when I saw that they were done in costumes and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't know about this, but you know what? I like it. And and when they had that surprise twist, I was like, what? I mean, I was kind of expecting it a little bit. I was thinking, uh, you know, if I was writing this, I would do this. And then they did it. And I was like, wow. Okay. I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm curious where they're going with this. So uh, if you know what I'm talking about, great. If not, I'm sorry. I don't want to give that much away. Just watch it. Go and get a CBS All Access subscription and watch Picard. It's an awesome show. Moving on. Masked Singer is another show that we watch, my family and I watch. And um, I haven't seen, obviously, tonight's episode because I'm doing this show. So I've already seen Miss Monster Unmasked. I've seen... Um, uh, the Elephant, um, I've seen, what's, what's the other one that they did? Oh, uh, there's another one. I think that's it, isn't it? Was that the only one that they've ma- unmasked so far? I believe so. Well, at any rate, what are my thoughts? Well, um, as far as who the White Tiger is, I, I, you know, at one point I thought it might be Hulk Hogan, but then I'm like, no, nah, I don't know if he would do this. Then I thought maybe it's The Rock, because he he is very flamboyant. The Rock is is all over the place. You know he's a very um, energetic guy. So, you know, but I, I don't know how he sounds as a singer. A lot of people are thinking it might be Rob Gronkowski, and yeah, yeah I can see that. So um, it, it it very well may be Rob Gronkowski. I think that's I think we're I think we can set that to stone that it is him. I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets unmasked tonight, and I'm right or wrong. Then we've got the turtle. See, when they, when they have these younger singers and these younger performers, that's where it gets kind of hard for me because I don't know all the cool kids, as it were. So I'm still, I mean, I have, my kids are the ones that kind of get me, keep me updated. Um, but a lot of people are thinking, is the turtle Jesse McCartney? So that's a, that's a popular theory. And um, they're not sure, that, you know, that's kind of like a, a very wild guess that it might be him. I, I actually don't know who the turtle can be. Um, I know it's not Donnie Wahlberg. Okay. It's just not, I know there's a lot of Wahlberger connections with the burgers and all that stuff, but I very seriously doubt that he would actually come on the show and be that obvious. And as far as the kangaroos, there's some people saying it might be Jordan Woods, um, you know, with the Kardashians and all that stuff. But we don't know if she can sing. I mean, there really isn't any evidence of her singing. So, you know, I, I, I'm on the fence about it. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's her. As far as the frog, 
I just don't know. I mean, some people are saying it might be Bow Wow. Um, other people might be saying it might be, uh, <laughs> I know Ken guessed Carl Lewis, but it's not Carl Lewis. And some people are saying Ray J um, or Terrence J, but nah, I, I, I don't think so. I, maybe it might be Bow Wow. Who knows? Kitty. I just, by the way, is anybody else freaked out by that costume? By the kitty costume? I mean, I guess it's cute, but just the, the different color eyes are just like, oh my gosh, what's going on with that? Um, some people are saying Sarah Highland. I, I really don't know who that is, but so I, I don't have a comment on that. The Taco. My kids love this character. Oh my gosh. I have no idea who the Taco is. I will say they have, it has a lot of old references and the voice does sound old. So I don't know. I mean, maybe Bob Saget. It's possible. Um, I know they've also guessed Regis Philbin and Martin Short. Of course, they guessed him last season and it wasn't him. So who knows? Maybe it's him this time. Now, how about the mouse? The mouse, I think, is somebody legendary, just like Shaka Khan was legendary. Uh, some people are saying Dionne Warwick, maybe Gloria Gaynor. I, mm, I don't know. Having two people that big, it's possible, but I don't know. Maybe it could be them. The banana is definitely a, a Southern person. I'm thinking, yeah, it might be Bill Engvall. I know that people might be thinking that, or Darius Rucker. So, very possible. Um, I would like to hear you guys' guesses on this one, because I, I, I'm really not sure. Moving on. Movie news. Movie news. We're going to be going to movie news after this break, so I'll be right back. Hang in there, guys. Uh, come in, Houston. This is Apollo X. This is Apollo X. Request special permission to dock with the station. Uh, Roger, Apollo, you are go for station dock. Welcome aboard, Shifties. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Broadcasting live on blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift. Follow us at hashtag Show for our Twitter feed. Stay punched in. We'll be back. If you want to call in, this is your last chance. Area code 516-595-8313. We screen all calls. So, you know, good luck. I mean, you know, oh, sorry. war-torn battlefield from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host, Emmy. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the last uh, hurrah for tonight's episode of the Graveyard Shift Talk Show. I want to thank you all who have been hanging in there. By the way, uh, some of you have asked, um, who is the person that I have as the announcer? That's actually somebody, I don't know their real name, but uh, they go by all yeah on Fiverr.com. I'm not kidding. This is their name on Fiverr.com. And I had uh, this gentleman who is apparently a radio personality up north, and he did the uh, intros for me. And I, I love it. I, I've been using them. You guys know that I've been using them for many years. I don't see any reason to change them up. I really don't because they're awesome. So, and by the way, the theme song for the Graveyard Shift that you hear in the very beginning, that was done by Juan Gonzalez of Cosmic Punch fame and of Synth Lord fame. If you do not know who this guy is, check him out. He's on Facebook. That's J-U-A-N Gonzalez. He is on my friends list, those of you that are connected to me on Facebook. And speaking of which, if you want to check out the show page, um, we are going to be sharing a lot more images and news on that page. Go to facebook.com slash graveyard shift show. And we're also on Twitter at Emmy shift show and Instagram at Emmy plays one, which by the way is connected to my video game streaming uh, series. Emmy plays on Facebook. That's a lot of information on there. So going on movie news, you know, you want to hear it. You know it. Come on. Here we go. Okay. Because we don't have enough Jurassic Park movies, we're going to get another one. So Jurassic World 3 director Colin Trevorrow has announced that the new Jurassic World movie has a title, and it's called Jurassic World Dominion. Now, this new title is really interesting. It's, It's actually very telling. And it looks like it evokes the biblical passage about God giving humanity dominion over the earth. And we're really looking forward to this. You actually, on our show's page on Blog Talk Radio, you can actually see the image of, you know, a hand holding the clipboard that shows the Jurassic World Dominion uh, logo and title. Now, as you all know, Trevor O is returning to the director's chair for this film after J.A. Bayona helmed Fallen Kingdom. He also wrote the script with Emily Carmichael, who wrote Pacific Rim Uprising, from a story by Derek Connolly. Trevor O is exec producing with Steven Spielberg, of course, and of course with Frank Marshall and Pat Crowley producing. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard are returning to the film, and Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill are reprising their roles for this. So we are getting the Fab Three, or I guess the Terrific Three. They are coming back. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys think they're going to survive this time? Because, I mean, come on. They're going to be all old and, you know, crag. Sorry, sorry, guys. If you're listening, um, you're not old. I mean, you're characters. You're characters, not you. So, I mean, this franchise has made a ton of money, okay? The Jurassic World earned point. $7 billion worldwide in 2015. The sequel grossed $1.3 billion. I mean, it's just the franchise itself has hauled more than $5 billion globally. So, of course, they're going to keep cranking these out. And you know, you know we're going to keep watching them because that's how we do our thing. Universal has a set date of June 21st, 2021 for this movie, so I'm really looking forward to it. I am very curious about this. I think what they're going to do is basically it's going to be us hiding from the dinosaurs. I mean, you guys saw what happened at the end of that last movie. The dinosaurs are going to take over. I mean, I'm sure that the you know military is going to have their time to try to take control, but, I mean, come on. Really, it's going to be like Godzilla, where they're going to have to nuke every finger. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be an awesome crossover? Of course, for Godzilla, he would just have to probably step on everybody, you know. That's pretty good. Well, speaking of stepping, speaking of, you know, this one against that one, Creed 3 is moving forward with Michael B. Jordan, but there's going to be a big change. Now, as you all know, this, this Creed movie series is being pretty successful. The first film was a critical and commercial hit. And it led to Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler working together on Black Panther. 
And, you know, okay, the sequel didn't act exactly go as big, but it was it had a lot of great performances. A third Creed movie is moving forward, but there's going to be a big change. Coogler wrote the original, while Jewel Taylor and Sylvester Stallone were behind the sequel. However, very popular news source, Hollywood Reporter, says Zach Balin will be writing this one. Balin is really looking to set out a big name in the script writing industry. So, I mean, he did write the upcoming movie King Richard, which is, of course, you know, it's about the father of Venus and Serena Williams. And Will Smith, by the way, is going to be playing the main character in it and producing. Now, not a lot is known about this upcoming Creed movie. Um, it's just other than, you know, probably being a while off. because You know, Michael B. Jordan has got a really busy schedule. Um, one thing I would like to know is, is, is Stallone is coming back. I mean... Because let's face it, this is what, Rocky, what, 20? <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, now, Dolph Lundgren said he doesn't think that Stallone is going to give up playing the character. So, I don't know. I mean, we know he's probably done playing Rambo, but after, you know, last year's performance of Rambo, I, I'm not going to go any further. Speaking of, just now we're, now we're going to go into the non-entertainment stuff. I know, I know we're getting close. Did you know that we have another moon? It Temporarily. The minor planet Centre has just announced... <laughs> Centre, sorry. The minor planet Centre. This is what happens when I don't practice this stuff. Has just announced that the Earth has been orbited by a second moon for the past three years or so. Right? So you guys aren't crazy. Maybe that's the flat Earth that they're seeing is the second moon. Okay, now... Listen, don't get too excited, okay? Don't get too excited. Keep in mind this moon isn't as impressive as our actual moon. It's very faint. It's basically one to six meters across, and it won't be with us for very much longer. So it's just basically a tiny member of a class of asteroids whose orbit crosses the Earth's orbit. Sometimes they come near or collide with the Earth, but in this case, no, it's not. No, we're not going to. Don't get excited. It's not like that. Instead of colliding with our planet, the initial approach of this towards the Earth meant that it was captured into orbit. So that's awesome. Last, but definitely not least, everyone knows that the flat earther, Mike Hughes, was killed when his homemade steam-powered rocket crashed shortly after takeoff near California. He was attempting a cosmic quest to explore the final frontier on a shoestring budget, basically to determine whether the Earth was flat or not. I'm going to make this very quick. The Earth is not flat. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. You are... I can't go any further, but guys, stop risking your lives for this. It's not going to... You're not going to prove it, because it's not true. Okay? It, it just... It, oh, stop it. The Earth is round. So much evidence out there. Guys, be with us next week, interviewing... Trey Roski of the BattleBot CEO. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a surprise call from a certain legendary radio announcer that some of you may know. We never know. Who knows what happens? Stay right here tuned next week, guys. 8.30 p.m. on the Graveyard Shift Talk Show. And you will hear one of the best interviews, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Emmy with the Graveyard Shift. I am out of here. 